And welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. We are very pleased to be part of the growing variety sports network. And of course, the show originates from Bradshaw Bourbon Studio. And what do you know? The Pittsburgh burner is here. Wow. I think you put peer pressure on burner, to be honest. I did. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he got fired or quit his job or something. Uh, Just real quick, Steelers are 4-2. and They have a wonderful victory over the uh, L.A. Rams, which we'll get into. Uh, Talk a little bit about uh, trade deadline and George Pickens and all kinds of wonderful stuff tonight. Wonderful, wonderful to see everyone. And that's a a record for a fuck you, Johnny. Uh, That's less than 90 seconds into the program. Uh, so we'll we'll have to document that. But anyway, welcome in everyone. Welcome in to Ben, to Ian, to Scarps, and uh, let me let me let me just get right to it here. Uh, ben, if you could pick one person who was most responsible for the victory in L.A., who's blowing into his mic? <laughs> Whoever it is, stop it. I hear it, so it's probably not me. <laughs> I think it's the guy with the new headset. The new headset? Yeah. <laughs> what I love about this how to guy. use a mic. <laughs> uh, who is most responsible for it? Uh, yeah, Deontay Johnson. Ooh, really? Yeah. I, I mean, if I had to pick one guy, that's the guy. Um, Dan Moore played much better than I expected. I I was not unhappy with him. Um, he had a really nice block on a counter that I was like, where did that come from? Who, what the, are, are uh, you referring to the block or the actual play? The both. Yeah. Both. Um, I, I don't remember the last time I saw a tackle come across the, the backside on a, on a pole and clear out a lane like that. And it was great. Awesome. Uh, yep. Did a good job. Um, so I wasn't displeased with the way he played. You didn't hear his name, which generally no. means That's doing good. a good job. When you're an offensive lineman. Uh, but yeah, I think more than anybody else, Deontay Johnson coming back really kind of opened things up for them in the passing game. Uh, it, it certainly helped George Pickens out. They both had nice games. Okay. Uh, I, I can't argue with TJ. Yeah. 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 Uh, TJ is a, is a good, good call to burner, but you know, we, we've gotten to the point now where we just expect TJ to be a game wrecker. And when he's not, we're like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Scarps, who's the one guy who uh, got that victory for the Steelers? Matt Canada. I'm not kidding. Um, they are terrible for three quarters. They exactly. do better in the fourth quarter. I thought the play calling was better in the fourth quarter. And it then was? I sit there and think, then I sit there and think, you know, how bad how bad is the how bad is the play calling in quarters one through three? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give too too much credit to Matt Canada, but um, you know, you can't blame the sucking in quarters one through three on Canada and then say it's not can't don't credit him in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I thought I thought that they they ran well, they ran timely. And, you know, that revamped offensive line or whatever we want to call it or what we've been calling it finally showed up. So I look at that unit overall as performing better 
And I give mm-hmm. credit to Canada for calling the right plays at the right time. Good for you. Good Canada for you. Did, Canada did call a better game in the second half. I will agree with you. But in the first half, it was a lot of the same shit with yep. receivers running to the same area. Yep. It was a little bit maddening. Yeah. 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 Ian, who was uh, your one guy? I'm going to go with Jalen Warren. I think his touchdown really lit a fire under everybody else. And, you know, it was it was the first kind of explosive play they had. Uh, and, and I mean, hey, I think I think his his touchdown especially lit a fire under Najee because Naj wasn't running real well until Warren sliced off that touchdown. And then they went back to Naj and I was kind of like, what are they doing? Warren just had this good touchdown run. And then all of a sudden he kind of picked it up, too, and, and started running better and running harder and it so uh, i mean tj's the, the obvious answer but burner kind of stole my answer so uh i'll, I'll go with jalen warren i i thought yeah. the line blocked better for both of those plays than they've been blocking you know it, in the first half at least they got down close and it was like they got excited they could smell blood and all of a sudden they're they're blocking and they're opening up holes the the especially that touchdown that warren had that was beautifully blocked. It was. I, mean, I I'm not gonna say I could have gotten that touchdown, but <laughs> twenty two wouldn't have. When I was twenty five, <laughs> I would have gotten that touchdown, and yeah, twenty two would have gotten the touchdown on that play too. It was it was really well blocked. <laughs> it was really well blocked in his touchdown too. I'm not I'm not taking anything away from from uh, from Warren. Right. I thought both of those plays were were nice blocks, and that the offensive line got down there and they got excited and smelled a little blood in the water and and went for it, went after it. It was nice. It was great to see. Well, I I think all of you make excellent decisions and choices on your number one, but (laughs) you're all wrong. Yeah, Uh, Burner's correct. Maybe if it was a -A Make-A-Wish game. And I was still 25, (laughs) still 25 years old, Burner. I'm I'm not. I'm 55, so that's... Make-A-Wish game. (laughs) Uh, you're, You're all wrong. The reason the Steelers won that game in the second half was the head official uh and maybe more importantly the linesman uh because that was a horrible spot i'm sorry it was terrible spot and the rules just happened to work in our favor so i could care less i'll take the victory that that was a terrible spot i i will agree with that but right um don't blow all your time out well it isn't just that it's that there, there are a few things there one if sean McVay manages his timeouts better he can challenge that play First, second, if their kicker makes those three kicks he fucking missed, we're not even yep. having this conversation. Nope, it's that's seven points he left on the field, and then he yep. lost his job this week. He did. So you take care of what you have control of, and you don't worry about the refs. And Tomlin points this out all the damn time when we get screwed by the refs. Mm-hmm. Is that you can't control that? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna discuss that. I'm not gonna worry about it. We have to take care of what we have control of. We had opportunities, we didn't take care of them. The Rams had opportunities and they didn't take care of them. Yeah. I don't think this was a battle of two really great teams, the way Steelers Nation seems to think. Um, I think it was a, a battle of two mediocre teams, and the Steelers did enough to come out with a victory in a, a what would, you know, slightly less than favorable s- circumstances. There were a lot of Steelers fans in the fan in, in the stands, rather. Oh, yeah. And uh that that certainly helps. But with the long road trip, we always tend to see them play a little worse well it's the first time they've they've beaten the rams in uh on the west coast 
Um, first with, first back-to-back West Coast road trip game, wins rather yeah. in in how long Ian can you tell me oh, that one goodness it's been a while I I can I have a long time but yeah, the first time they've beaten the Rams on the West Coast the only other time it happened was Super Bowl 14 um you know so uh, you take that it. was glorious oh that was quite <laughs> glorious uh you just take it and and you're you're four and two now you're you're you know right on the heels of the Ravens and you have the current tiebreaker with them um cleveland escaped the game their their vaunted defense gave up 38 points um Bengals were off you know so i i think this is going to be an interesting week all three of the afc north opponents of ours are out west um all four or 425 games so it's going to be an interesting week um to, to say the least in that regard but we'll we'll touch on that uh much much later so Scarps, what do you think it was that suddenly was working for fill in the blank here? Matt Canada, Kenny Pickett, the offense. Well, what what changed? You know, I, I want to be clear about this, and and I'm not the 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 Rams defense is not what it once was, and and that's fine. No. But what I think they did well was they they took Aaron Donald out of the game, and there were plenty of times when they would show Donald on the sidelines. And I was like, Oh, is he, is he hurt or whatever? And it's like, no, they were just, they were just there. They, they had the personnel out there. They schemed away from him. And I, and in as much as I bash the Steelers coaching staff, kudos to them for doing a good job. Um, yeah. But again, I, I want to say that again, I want to say this, that their Rams defense is not that good. <laughs> And the Rams moved the ball pretty well on on offense. And kudos to TJ for making a heads up play. It wasn't the interception that that I was. It wasn't the interception mm-hmm. that, that that it was that, that he ran the route. <laughs> essentially, he essentially ran the route like he do. Like he ran. He he defended like a corner would, but he ran the route all like. I didn't run the route like for him, he, but he saw, he saw he saw the pass. Like, he saw the yes. pass coming before it was thrown, and then when it was thrown, he was able to jump in there and and grab the ball. And and I mean, he's a big dude, so to, for him to yeah. move like that, I yeah. mean, shit, he looked faster than Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace. So like, <laughs> there was. I, I'm being serious. I don't but know what they, they, that's saying much. They, they <laughs> but so I, I think what I think what the Steelers did well was that they out they 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 took Aaron Donald out of the game. And then I think, I think Canada finally realized that, okay, this, this defense is not who they once were. Let's just do what we do best or what we think we do best and just run the ball, control the clock. And they did that last drive that they had was like five minutes long, which is like, I mean, an an eternity. And, and again, you know, I, I am critical of this team and, and a win is a win. I still don't think they're very good overall, but you know, whatever. They did what they yeah. needed to do. They did what they yep. needed to do. I I yeah. agree with you. They did what they needed to do on Sunday, and it was it was it was nice to watch that fourth quarter in particular. Pickett had 92 yards of passing through three. Going into the yeah. third, going into the fourth, he had 92 yards of passing, and then in the fourth quarter, he had 138. Yeah. The dude yeah, was, it was, I mean, it was, was a on. brutal showing up until then. Yeah. yeah, up until then, he was he was not doing well. And then every time he would get a completion, there'd be a, a penalty or something stupid that happened. And there was one play, 
in the fourth that I we almost lost it. Aaron Donald was lined up at at uh, right defensive end mm-hmm. on Dan Moore and was coming in, and he he was close. And Sayamalu saw it and saved the sack. Who saved the sack? Sayamalu. Sayamalu. Yeah. He, he. I know the play you're talking about, and and I was Ian. I was going to throw it to you too. Just the real quick thing on Sayamalu, and and somebody in the chat mentioned Mason Cole doing a pretty good job. I, I, I thought they did. Cole's better. A, I, I thought they did a very nice job of communicating and working together that interior three. Uh, uh, you, you would see somebody engage Aaron Donald and then somebody came over and kind of gave him the old, uh, love tap as they say. And, and it, it kept him off his game enough to, to where I, I, I don't think he ever really truly got going. So I, I, I think we did a good job in that regard. Yeah. What like I was going to, he didn't know when he was going to get doubled. Yeah, right. And that's, you know, that's, I think part of and what then there, and there were some times when he got doubled and he split it, but by the time he split the double, it was too late. Right. Right. Ian, I wanted to ask you. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, can I yeah. answer a previous question first? So the last time we won back-to-back games there we go. in the Pacific time zone okay. was uh, November 1999. No we won, way. We won in San Francisco. And then the following year, uh, December of 2000, we won in San Diego. So those were back-to-back but, but not, the, but same not the same season. Okay, yeah. if you want to go the same season, that would be 1984. Was the oh, last my time Lord. That <laughs> That's we won. incredible, dude. We won wow. uh, October in San Francisco and December in wherever the Raiders were playing at the time. That would have been L.A. at that time. L.A., yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's a great stat right there. Uh, what I was going to ask you, though, is is the Steelers line was doing some different stuff, and and you guys have already alluded to it a little bit. Uh, ben mentioned Dan Moore leading up into the hole. Uh, I, did I see the old counter tray? They ran a counter tray. They ran a couple traps. There was some couple couple different things in there, and you know, but the the line finally started to like figure out where they were supposed to be. Yeah. You know. Right. One of my complaints early in the year that I said on this show that I said they needed to simplify things and they had too many guys going in too many different directions and they didn't know where they were going. But, you know, they still have guys going everywhere, but it seems now like they know what their assignments are supposed to be and who they're supposed to block. And, you know, like we saw on Warren's touchdown, like we saw on Naja's touchdown. I don't think they simplified it. I think they just said, look, this is inside zone. You don't necessarily. Well, they figured out how to run it. You don't necessarily have to stick to the script. You don't necessarily have to to take this guy. If he's not coming to you, you don't have to watch him. You can look over here. And we didn't leave a bunch of gaps. Mm -hmm. What I expected were a whole bunch of delayed blitzes. And you didn't see that many this week because it wasn't working early. Right. Right. I, yeah. I, I, just, I, just, I think uh, there's more flexibility yeah. in, in what they're doing now. And and I, I'm a well, fan. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, where before they, they were going, nope, this is what you're doing. This is your, this is your responsibility. This is your one guy. Come on, man. It just, you know, that doesn't mm-hmm. account for any, anything that, that could happen during the course of a pass rush. Uh, any kind of stunts, fire zones, delay blitzes, run blitzes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, Mike Tomlin is now 2-0 and against the boy genius, Sean McVay. He is. He is. You know why yeah. that is? Because Sean McVay only won with Jeff Fisher's players. 8-8, <laughs> eight and eight, baby. Uh, Scarps, did I'm, you have a point to make? 
I, I, he had got me off my game because they, <laughs> they won a like Super a Bowl. Fisher they comment. won a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl two years ago. But he, but he said that he said August eighth, Jeff Fisher. Um, you know the the other thing that that um, and I talked about Canada, but the other thing that won them the game, besides a bad spot and a couple bad kicks, is that they didn't turn the ball over, and you know. Yep. Just do yourself a favor in the next day or two. Go look at Pro Football Reference, which is a wonderful site, and yep. just look at the team stats and rankings area. And I see a lot of 25s, 28s, 26s, 30s, 31s. And those are where the Steelers' offense and defense rank league-wide in a variety of categories. Mm-hmm. But on offense, they have the fifth-fewest turnovers, and then they've produced the fourth most turnovers. And that has been their bread and butter all season. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're 4 0 right now when they win the turnover battle. And, rocket science. and you know, I, I don't know if that's going to be the way every game, but, you know, and like Ben said earlier, you can't expect TJ Watt to make a play every game. But mm-hmm. when that happens, this is what happens. Well, they win when that happens. So that's their recipe. Is it sustainable? I, I, I don't know. Well, well they keep they yeah. keep finding a way. And you know, like we've we've been talking about for a couple of weeks, Tomlin has this ridiculous record in close games. That dude can pull wins it's, out of his ass. He, he does. It's magic. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna say it's magic, but damn, it, oh, it's I, something. I know when they're close in the fourth quarter, we, we have a better than average yeah. chance. Yeah. What uh, Burner asked uh, with Dan Moore coming back, playing well, uh, I mean, what does it mean for Broderick? I, uh, did he play well? I mean, well, I, I, I mean, I thought he, he was, he didn't he was play, solid. He didn't play that poorly. Let's put it that he, way. He played bad in the first half. He was, he did not have a good first half. He first quarter, he didn't play, didn't play well. I know not yeah. many people played well in the first quarter. There's that. Yeah. But luckily, uh, but, neither did the the Rams offense. In the first did, did you guys see a scenario where where more kicks over to the right side? Not not maybe not this year, but I, I think that's their long term so. plan. It, yeah. it, it, it has Next to year. be. I, I hope so. Uh, I, I don't know I, yeah. though. I mean, I don't know. No, I don't either. Right. I, I'm just spitballing here. Um, but uh, I want to. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Scarps. You know, I don't, uh, and I, I I don't know why. I don't know why everybody's so pissed off that like. Dan Moore's playing and he's playing pretty decently and, and okay, maybe pr- pretty decently is up to, up to discussion, but like, you know, there's no, like Broderick Jones, even though they moved up for him, like he's not a, a finished product, right? No. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't see what the problem is, is that, you know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't like play right away and, and we've all talked about that. So like, Dan Moore is still on a rookie contract. It's not like they signed Dan Moore to this huge extension and they're yep. paying him to suck. He's doing just fine. And in my opinion, Chooks is the weak link. So yeah, long term. Yep. Long term. Exactly yeah. And Chooks makes a lot more money yep. than than Dan does. I just don't know. It, a lot of times with left tackles, it's difficult to make that transition to the other side. Some guys can do it. No yeah. problem. Right. And maybe he can. Maybe he can't. I don't know. I think a lot of you fans know. just automatically assume, oh, well, it's offensive tackle, so it's not a big deal. Uh, it, it, it is a big deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. 
A um, couple of things uh, before we uh, advance further. Uh, just wanted to give uh, uh, respects to uh, our good friend Melvin. Um, I, I, we, we talk literally every week at halftime. He, he calls me from his uh, establishment, let's just say that, uh, where he's watching the game with friends. And uh, he, he, he called me right after the game because we were so stunned how what transpired. And, and unfortunately, he got news that his uh, brother-in-law passed away. Oh, uh, like bad. like just like literally as the game had ended and uh so he's he's had to head out of town and stuff so I, i'm sure that's why he's not with us tonight but uh best to him and um uh, just as uh um or, or i'm sorry ian mentioned also that i i did not mention or i did not ask what everybody is drinking tonight so i yeah. know i know What's melvin would that? appreciate knowing what everybody's drinking so um ian what do you got well, I had this prepared for the start of the show, but because you ruined it and waited till now. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I am drinking some Redemption Rye. And All I am right, drinking Redemption Rye because decent. this was a redemption game. Not just <laughs> for the offensive line. Not just for the quarterback, Kenny Pickett. But for one, Matthew Canada, <laughs> who turned things around and really finally learned how to call a football game so i'm drinking redemption rye because we're back on the bandwagon baby heart starts and horseshoes clovers and balloons we're going 17 and 0 or 15 and 2 or whatever the heck it is super bowl time baby is that the is that the toilet seat that matt Canada signed (laughs) no it was a hat that i found uh in my kid's play bin and i was like i gotta wear this on the podcast well, it, uh, yeah, I mean, Why? I think Gilligan's missing his hat, but um, Matt Canada yeah. is too, you know. Hey, how about but he the, finally showed some emotion? That was kind of he funny. did. He showed some emotion, especially after the the week before when it was just kind of like uh, Johnny's making fun of you for being a member of the Sunshine Crew when he is one. <laughs> Johnny's very sunshiny. Fuck you, Johnny. Um, nice. Yeah, thank so you. So cheers. Thank it's you. it's Redemption Week. I've always wanted to do that. Scarps, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, it's that larceny bourbon, which is oh, still pretty oh, good. Yeah. Larceny. I got a couple out of a solo cup. You're of, classy a, as fuck. I got this a couple guy. white claws here on deck and, uh, <laughs> and pretty soon we're going to be talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. Or Mark, you got to get us some, uh, like SCB rocks glasses. So Scarps doesn't have to drink whiskey out of a solo cup. I have a glass upstairs. I have, I have one. I just choose. I just choose to be a degenerate. Okay, <laughs> he's, he's our official that redneck of the me. show. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the guy who, who when we when he joined this show, he was drinking the Crown Roos. <laughs> I was like, dude, what is that? Six ninety nine. It's nine ninety nine for like one point seven five liters. Hey, hey, a young man uh, on his budget. That's big yeah, time, guys. Whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, George Pickens, um, does he need to settle it down a little bit here? You think? Yeah, they all do. I mean, Deontay got a penalty too, so it's, yeah. Yeah, It's not just that. It's the shit he said in the media today. I'm like, dude, really? Really? It's kind of a hope defense. They kind of hope that their, their defensive line will get there. But if, you know, they, they don't, they got a bunch of first rounders up there, but they, you know, they don't, they kind of hope they'll get to the quarterback. So it's kind of a hope defense. Well, they are 32nd in pass defense. Well, I will say this. Okay. And what's our passing offense? Their, their corners. Better than 32. 
Their corners were talking a little trash yesterday, specifically about 14, or one corner was talking trash yesterday, specifically about 14. Right. And he may have heard it, but still, he needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah, agreed, Vinny. Uh, he, he does. And, uh, you know, it, it's just part of it is the emotion. We, He's got to understand. We knew this, though. We did. Oh, we absolutely did. Colbert knew it. Tomlin knew it. They all knew he had problems. I mean, it I mean, goes back to okay. Georgia. Fine, but by the same but, token, it's it's the it's the position. It just breeds. It it does that shit. That it, that fucking attitude. It it does crap. And and it's it's frustrating because, like we said with Chase, yes, Grayful, Jan, you're right. It's in one of these moments. It's going to cost us. Um, you know, we were fortunate that was a dead ball foul after the play, so all it did was back us up. It didn't tack on yardage. It was still first. The refs got that wrong too, foul. though. It was a spot foul, wasn't it? Uh oh, shit. It was I a guess spot foul. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Yes. The refs. Okay. The refs. Some, the refs either said it incorrectly, be, because if it's a dead ball foul, th- yeah. there is no redo. So right. it must have been a spot foul, but they they said it was foul. a dead ball foul. Oh, they called um, that as a, it's a dead ball foul. Okay, it okay. was the the play was still live, so it definitely was not a dead ball foul. It was okay. a spot yeah. foul, which took us back to third and seventeen or something. See, I didn't think it did. It did. Okay, all right. They, um, but but he gets so damn emotional. Seventeen. I don't know. Yeah, the Jaguars guys are are smelling blood, and I think yeah. that's why they're saying shit. Yeah, because they're gonna get them to. They to can tell off. that they're getting under. Yeah. They, it, the Rams guys could tell they were getting under his skin. Yeah. Witherspoon was even talking shit to him, and he knows yep. him. Yep. You know, and then Deontay gets up after that play when, when he got the flag on Witherspoon, which, by the way, that was not DPI. Sorry, man. I, I mean, that was no, that was really good coverage. Yeah. Really. I didn't see him hook him. I didn't see him touch him. I don't know how the hell you call DPI it, on it that. It was weak sauce. It was. It wasn't just that. The refs just – they just – they were terrible. All the way around that game, and then and then to call him for this and talking it wasn't like I, I mean I don't know what he said. Maybe he said "fuck you," shouldn't talk shit, and then yeah, you're gonna get a call for that. But well, I'm telling you, as far as the officials go, we have a brand new first year ref coming up this week. Um, with, I with bet he's la- better than last week. I, I hope he last is. Last week was shit. I I hope so. I don't know. Um, Whatever happens this week, don't worry. Ian will keep notes and he'll hold grudges for years. Uh, I <laughs> I can relate to that. Uh, yes, Aaron. I just said weak sauce. I I you know I, I'm trying to stay hip with the kids, man. The kids. Wait, uh, did, did the kids you were teaching say that shit like ten years ago? Yeah, that's kind of the joke. Yeah, I I, I try to use old uh old old slang as much as possible because uh-huh. then they they get embarrassed for me when in fact I think it's hilarious uh-huh. um you know so they, they of course I just gave in my secret but nobody's watching the show from there anyway so say, I hope I, your students aren't watching the show uh yeah we had, we had a soccer game tonight or something um in any case let's get back to the uh the the action here uh from from Sunday um Joey Porter jr. By the way, sorry. One oh, last, I'm sorry. Go ahead. One Ian. last comment. Yeah. You since since we're bemoaning the officiating, uh-huh. uh huh. The head official was Craig Rolstad in that Uh-oh. game. Yep. Do you know what other infamous Steelers game he refereed? It wasn't the the, the Jesse James. It was not the Jesse nope. James. No, it was nope. before that. It was before it. Before that. 
I know. I know this much. That um, was wait, no, Bengals pl- playoff game. It was not the best playoff. No, it was the it was the game in New Orleans where Joe Hayden got the. Yeah, that's it. The, pu- the 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 push. Yeah, the phantom push. The yeah. phantom push. Yep. Um, that, that was his true. first Steelers game since 2020. If yeah. I remember correctly, this guy hasn't officiated one of our games in quite a while because he sucks. Well, clearly <laughs> because uh, he sucks. Like uh, you, I think in the season we need to do like a full show just on NFL officiating, just so we can fix uh, it. Ian would would love to do that. I, I think don't know he if would. Fans would love that as much. Oh, they'd get a kick out of it. What can you tell you? Yeah. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. What what were your guys thought? Ian, go ahead. Uh, what were your thoughts on JPJ? You know, uh, he has played better than I thought he would. Um, he's he he's still grabby, but he's getting away with it. Um, but he's using his God-given traits, speed and long arms, mm. uh, to his advantage. He's probably simultaneously our best cover corner and our worst run defending corner, <laughs> but because no one else can cover, right. you got to put him out there and just kind of hope he doesn't give up too much in the running game. Um, he does not seem to want to tackle at all, but you oh, know, see, I thought he was willing, he just sucks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's like, like a matador in the run game. He's just like, a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. No, like, I'm gonna and, run like, in there he, and... he, he, and I think you said this this week, Ian. He, he's going for the big hit, yeah. as opposed to just wrapping the guy up and working angles. Yeah, like you are the it. last line of defense when you are an outside corner. You got to work the angles and wrap the guy up and just bring him down. Stop going for the big hit. This is not college, man. Yeah. Yeah, that, there was that there said, was he's come up with plays in multiple games that you know yes. big passes defended. So. I don't disagree with you, and I also think, like you, I feel that he should be able to learn on the job and earn and earn his stripes. Yeah, that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I would I would much rather see JPJ whipping on guys in run defense than Patrick Peterson playing trail technique <laughs> five oh, yards dude. behind a guy. Like you can't even get close to a guy nah, because no, it's no, not no, 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 it's no. not purposely trail technique. Well, I was going to say it becomes trail technique. <laughs> it would, I don't you know, know if, you... if, if the guy was running a slant and he was running with him and he was a yard off or yard and a half off, I'd call that trail technique, right? But no, he's 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 just getting his doors blown yeah. off, and the guy's running away from him. Nope. Mike Tomlin earlier this week said oh, that God. Patrick Peterson is essentially Cam Sutton. Yeah, um, I saw that. Oh, I was like, and, uh, yeah. no, no, Mike, he's not. Uh, I don't know if you knew that. I don't. I, I don't know if you know that. Like Cam Sutton's actually playing pretty well, and Whoa. is. Doesn't look five like years he's younger, and yeah, doesn't look like he's running in quicksand. <laughs> By the way, like, if, if if trail technique is like a yard, yard and a half off, then what do we call what he does? Is that like trailer, trailing technique? What, trailing what technique. Trailing, trailing technique. There. I like that, yeah. yeah. And Wallace is a, a master of it as well. We can't leave out Levi. Oh, yeah. Levi I, I mean, an awful season, man. Yeah. I, and, and, yeah, you know what? They did a pretty good job against Cup. But you know what? Like, Puka Doncic was, was destroying that, them. That kid. that kid is good. And... And honestly, yeah, I mean, you know, TJ said this after the game, like, like Matthew Stafford on that pick 
didn't even like look anywhere else, which is weird considering right. he's a he's a veteran and he's savvy, he should know better. But mm-hmm. again, like you know, t- and then Tomlin last week said like, oh, we don't care about wide receiver stats, but like they've gotten worked by a wide receiver every single game this year. Puka Doncic is is the most recent one, and I'm not even talking like like you know seven for 50 i'm talking like seven for a buck 40 at a touch like it's like it's it's just very bizarre like mike tomlin this year has been very like his responses have been so weird and i don't know if he's just over the questions or is feeling the fire or whatever but um the receiver i I, I think he's just he like you just said he's kind of over all of it he's over the questions he's like you guys just keep asking me these questions and i'm you know, you know, I'm trusting, I'm trusting the process. He, well, Mike, we're going to keep asking the questions until the process yields some yeah, better results. He, right. he, he gets paid a lot of money to not win playoff games. So I, you know, well, I, I, you know, I'm not uh, going to disagree with you there, my friend. I, Mike, you know, rumor has it Mike makes like 10, 11 million dollars a year. Nobody knows exactly what that figure is, but that's kind of the going rate now for, NFL head coaches, head coaches. Yeah. he gets paid. He's, he's been handsomely. there for a long time. So the the whole thing with um, oh, I lost my damn train of thought. I started thinking about Tomlin and, and other things. Well, the the receiver thing is what I was going to go after. The fact that we've been torched by a single receiver it, it it reminds me of those days in the NBA when you just said, "Okay, let the superstar go off. We're going to shut down everybody else." It seems like we do that every week. Yeah, but if Cooper Cup doesn't drop two passes, maybe three passes, uh, do we really shut down the second guy either? Fair, fair. But but again, that's how we've lived this year. Look at the drops in the Ravens game. You know, I I mean, it's just it's crazy. Drops in the Ravens game were uh, those were hilarious, astounding. I mean, it's great because it was the Ravens, right? Of course, but you know they their fans keep talking about the and, fact. Well, woulda, coulda, shoulda. If they yeah. wouldn't have dropped that ball, blah blah blah. Yeah. Well, they did drop the fucking ball. So what mm-hmm. difference does it make? Yeah. And in my opinion, Lamar Jackson is the MVP right now of the Playing league. Really and, well. And if they didn't drop all those balls, he would absolutely be the MVP of the league currently. They'd be they'd be six and one. You know. Uh, not to get too far off topic, but th- I was looking the other day. The Ratbirds actually have a pretty tough schedule, like the rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, they play the Cardinals this week, who suck. But right. then they got like the Seahawks, Browns, Bengals, who are all five hundred plus. Mm-hmm. The Chargers Cardinals have, have pulled some games out though at home. Yeah, they've been One. competitive. Yeah, they've they been competitive. Really have and They're they beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, then they got the Chargers and the Rams, who are both middle of the road, I guess. Right. Right. And then the Jags, 49ers, and Dolphins before they play us. So, like, they only have two games left against teams that have losing records right now. Not that that really means anything at this point in the year, but just saying, they've, they've got a it harder up, second half. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it adds up. It does. Um, yeah, so. Um, then again, we went and lost to the stupid Texans. So, who, who knows? You know, any given Sunday. They're on it, the up. Uh oh, they're the in the up up. Yeah, I think I, the I think the Texans I, are I much like better that. than we thought they were going to be. I like that Texans roster. I I'm a fan. I mean, the, I, like I said yeah. after the game, the Texans are what I I thought the Steelers were going to be. They're a young team that's got some talent, 
and they're going to make it exciting every week. And you, you know, you're not necessarily going to win, but you're, you're going to feel like you have a shot every week and it's going right. to be exciting. It's going to make you optimistic for the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers I thought were that team and they're not so far. So, so if the Steelers, I guess win or lose this week, five, five and two, four and three, uh, what what do you anticipate at the trade deadline, Scarpino? What what are your thoughts on what the con artist might do? Stop. Um, I I don't know if they're going to make a move, and I don't necessarily know if that's the worst thing. Um, the all all the all you know how. I hate social media, but it's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. But, but the talk this week was: we're the favorites to land DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, why? <laughs> like, what? Why? That doesn't even like, that. that. doesn't even make sense. Like, at yeah, least where have the an fuck origi- would you put him in the slot? Yeah, at least have an original thought in, in your head. Um, in my opinion, they need to go after a cornerback that's available. Um, and, but my my concern is that. My concern <laughs> is that they added a Desmond King very early on, and they've already cut him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he was cut by the Texans, and apparently was cut for a reason. Okay, but but they they signed him before the season even started. Like like he, it's not like they signed well, him. They they, they claimed know, him off waivers. What? what <sighs> God damn it! You know, Ben. Just when I thought we were getting along, <laughs> I'm just but, telling you. Okay, but my po- my point is that is that he was here yeah. before the regular season right. started, right? And he he either didn't grasp the playbook or he mm-hmm. was slow, slower than Patrick Peterson, and and it's whatever. So my my point is, I don't have a lot of faith in them to be able to bring in a cornerback and, I think, and plug and play. I, I think in in, in Desmond King's. Uh, case, you know, they they saw a guy that had a lot of athletic ability that they liked coming out in the draft, and they wanted to bring him in because it was basically, I don't want to call it free, but he was on a rookie contract, so he's right. really cheap. And you know, it was one of those deals where you you can keep him as long as you want, and you can cut him, and you're you're out practically nothing. So right. they brought in King to see what they could do. Um, they said he was a good athlete, but they didn't like the way he played. They just didn't like the way the guy played. They didn't like the right. way he even even the way he returned kicks, and he couldn't grasp the defense quickly enough. To he couldn't get on that moving train, as Mike Tomlin likes to put it. And so it got to the point where it was like, yeah, okay, we this is a project, but this this is a longer term project maybe than than we want. So. Let's look at somebody else. Let's let's well, look at well, Darius Rush. Well, well, so with Darius Rush, I mean, I, obviously, I don't think anybody really thought he'd get a helmet. He's, he's last not going to play this year. I, I I mean, the the only thing is, is he's got to be on the active roster, though, right? For at least three weeks. At least three weeks. So I I you know, I think a lot of you people know, are looking at that like, well, why isn't he playing? I I, I don't think he's going to either. I mean, you look I, at. I think his, they're going to try and convince him that that Pittsburgh is a good place for him, and that mm-hmm. he can he can develop here, blah blah blah. Sure. And that they're going to end up cutting him and putting him on the practice squad in a, in a couple of weeks, which is fine. Yeah. Whatever. If they can, if they can make it work, um, 
you know, but somebody else may come along when he's on right. the Steelers practice squad and say, yeah, we'd actually like him here instead. So they may put him on their active roster. Mm-hmm. That's the risky run. Yep. Uh, Ian, what, uh, what do you yeah, think? I mean, Rush, I said this last, artist. well, I said this last week with Rush, you know, he's kind of in the same spot that Corey Trice was going to be in that borderline yeah, right. roster right. practice squad, you know, young player who's got measurables of long arms and speed, but is very raw and needs time to develop. And if he gives you anything, it's going to be on special teams, not on defense. I agree. Corner is the biggest position of need. Um, I think with them bringing Cam Hayward back to practice and opening that 21-day window, that will probably, hopefully, help the run defense a little bit. So I don't think defensive line is a spot they're going to look to add. Um, I don't think they would have. No, no. I think think corner is the biggest one. Uh, Depending on... Pat Fryermuth's injury situation maybe tight end because they don't seem to want to use Washington even though they probably should. It was no, weird Aaron, Sunday. I don't see that. That was weird. Yeah. Uh, all the snaps that Connor Hayward got and all the snaps yeah. that Darnell Washington didn't get. I, I didn't quite understand. They they clearly that. view um, Hayward as a better option in the receiving game oh, than they do absolutely. Washington. And it is a little weird from my standpoint, just as much as they were running the ball that right. Washington didn't get more snaps. But what they kept doing was using Hayward in motion to try and get the defense to tip its hand. And they were actually using motion successfully and intelligently in the second half. I was like, see that. I was like, what, where did this come from? What, yeah. what is, I mean, like, because Raheem, Raheem Morris is a pretty solid defensive coordinator. He's good. You know, he's not pretty good. He's good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the whole thing, I was just like, uh, where, who is this guy? Why, where did he come from? Like, like he's trying to help his quarterback all of a sudden. So do you think the Hayward thing was more about just this week, the way that they felt about playing the Rams? And we'll see I, more I think it was more about, uh, it was a matchups thing. I don't know yeah. if we'll necessarily see more of mm-hmm. Washington this week. I don't know enough about the way the Steelers view those matchups to be able to right. say, yeah, here's what we're going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and, I, I and think then, that was yeah. the way they viewed it this week. Right. And and then, Ben, what I know you, you didn't think they were going to do D-line at all. Is there any position you, you can see situation? It's corner. 100% it's corner. I, you know, I don't see Patrick Sertan becoming a Steeler, Aaron. No, I do not see that. Under, I mean, because that's going to be either a first and a it's second, take too much, yeah. a first and a second, or two firsts. And if, if honestly, if the Broncos trade him, they're fucking idiots. But you know, they've done dumber things than this, so maybe they will. Um, they certainly Ooh, would. Let's take, ride. Yeah. They probably take a seventh round pick for Russell Wilson if somebody wanted him. <laughs> I mean, honestly, just yeah. to get out from under that contract, wouldn't you? you? Oh, I fucking God. would. He won't be there next year either. Nah, nah. Sean Peyton's had enough of him. I don't know where his guarantees sit. Uh, uh, I haven't, well, I they're haven't gonna they're gonna that. have some money. I think I think that they had to take like thirty seven. So it's like I do remember tweeting this out a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, Denver's kind of fucked. Yeah, they have like like thirty seven million in dead money, right? But 
If they don't cut him by March 21st, they have 37 million guaranteed for the next year. So they're probably just going to have to, to, you know, eat shit and just mm-hmm. take the dead money against their it's, cap next season. Oh, it's, it's bad. It's worse it, it's than not that. Good. It's worse Is than it? that. It's I. It's 49 million dead money. 49 You're, million. You were right about the 37 that becomes guaranteed. So got it. Yeah. So, so but if, if you if you designated him a June second cut, a June one cut rather, and you get the cap yeah. space of June, you'd save a little, or you'd you defer a little bit, right? Yeah. Um. I I just uh man the, well, the bottom line is we're fucked. They're yeah. fucked. Sertain's what twenty three years old too. Yeah. He's I mean he's not, old. Why would you do that? Why? Uh, yeah, I mean, I and, and they they put him out there like he's available. I'm like. What? Why wouldn't you trade Jason Simmons? Justin like, Simmons? I, sorry, Justin, Justin Simmons. Simmons? Excuse yeah. Me. yeah, the safety. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I would trade a second round pick for that guy. Oh yeah, him yeah. and Minka together that would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and Minka could go back to to being a free safety, which is where we really it it would help. It would help Peterson. It would help Wallace having Minka back there on the back end, being Minka. Yeah, it would it would make our corners better, knowing that they had back end help like that guy. That presence. Our our top four tacklers on Sunday, three of them were safeties. Well, I mean, and Minka (laughs) Minka plays a lot in the box. That's not good. Minka's playing a lot in the box, though. Yes, and he led the team in tackles. I think get it up. Yeah, I mean, he he had some tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was insane. I was just like, why isn't this guy playing where he can like? Uh, anyway, I guess yeah. we're, we, you know, we, we got, we got the turnover with Watt. Um, so it wasn't the end of the world, but you know, the thing that that guy brings you is he's so opportunistic. He's always around the ball and he's either trying to pull it out or he's looking for the ball that's been tipped and it's in the air and he's going to grab it. And speaking, those speaking, kinds of plays are, are, are game changers. Terrell Austin said, Today, I think it was that they're going to start moving TJ around a little bit. You know, not not just say Here, go, go, go play on the edge and leave it at that. I I agree. I think he needs to. If you look at the way teams are are blocking him right now, uh, they're really wasting a lot of resources to do it. And our our other guys just aren't getting home all the time. Um, yeah, when they're in single. And, and, you know, I, I, I think it was Derek today who said, you know, even if he's at 80, 85% of what TJ yes, is, it was Derek, um, on the right side, as opposed to the left, yep. he's still better than most guys in the league, you know, and, and they might even stand him up and have him play off ball linebacker again mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of threaten the rush that way, threaten the blitz that way up the middle. So they, they are going to move him around. I, I think that's a good thing. It did last week too. Yep. Um, having him in coverage obviously paid dividends. <laughs> the guy is just what um, with with JPJ on the field, um, Ian. What were you seeing in terms of what they were doing with Patrick Peterson? As Scarp said, obviously he was he was trailing quite a bit. Um, but but what were they doing? Were they putting him in the slot? Or they yeah, they they, they, yeah. they did they did run a couple of Peterson in the slot, um, and I don't 
it was okay. He was still trailing a lot. He yeah. he can't run with a receiver the whole way across the field. The no. only way he's going to be able to yeah. cover a guy is if it's on like a comeback route or maybe an out route from the slot like to the sideline. But he can't he can't keep up with receivers down the field or running across the field with them. So wherever you put him, it's probably going to be trouble. Like it's just not a good situation. Right. He just doesn't have the so, foot speed so, anymore. Let let me ask you, but all of all of you, this question real quickly, since we're talking about P two here, is this guy a one and done with the Steelers? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, no. I'm. No. is a big fan. I'm going to let no, him no. go first. Let me let me <laughs> let me cook. Let me cook for a second here. This guy, this guy not was yours? good once upon a time, and that's fine. But Steelers fans fell in love with the name and Mike Tomlin fell in love with the name and that, oh, he's Bryant McFadden's cousin. And Bryant McFadden helped Mike Tomlin win a championship. Um, <laughs> if it's not a friend, family yeah, member. Bill Cowher win one, too. Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> no, no. So, OK, so then for Tomlin to say that, like, oh, yeah, Patrick Peterson's our Cam Sutton. Like, come on, man. Like, what what are you doing? Like. Patrick Peterson should have never been signed. He's old. He's slow. The best thing that he does is talk about the interceptions that he should have had. And, 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 you know, and, and, and he, and he's looking through it. He's looking at that through that lens when he was actually a really great athlete. Yeah, yes. you're right. You would have gotten that then, but you yeah, can't now. dude. Right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you're right. Five years, five, six years ago. And you know what? He, I think he had six picks last year. That's wonderful and dandy. But what happened with the Minnesota Vikings last year? They overachieved. They were like 11 and one in one score games and lost in the first round at home to the New York football giants. Hmm, What's that sound like? A Steelers team that wins every close game and loses when it matters most. No wonder Tomlin loved them. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. Well, so getting back, so getting back to Patrick yeah. Peterson, yes, he is a one and done here. And if he's not, then then fans seriously need to look at this organization and see what their long term goals are. Well, but but going back to what you said, Scarps, about the the fact that you know it's name recognition and all that. I, I mean, don't we do that too often with the Steelers, where we bring in a guy? And we think, oh boy, this is going to be great. And and, and it's like ninety percent of it's just on based on what he's already done. It, it seems like we do that way too much. Maybe it's just me. I mean, I yes know. and no because no, yes and no. I, I think that I think that uh, you know, oh, you know, a guy like Joe Hayden had a lot left in the tank. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he and he was a guy that yeah. played on a terrible Browns team for a long time. Browns. And I, and I, I think he played very well. I think he played very well here. Um, a guy he, like he Jer- certainly uh, is a guy that I, I have fond memories of. Yeah. Sure. A, a, a guy like a guy like Jericho Cautry. Um, oh, who, God, yeah. Is, yeah. Who, who signed midway through camp and, and was not coveted by others. I think he provided necessarily plays a necessary plays and veteran leadership, but yeah, yeah. You have your, you have your Patrick Peterson's um, and sorry, I've, I've had a couple drinks, but yeah, I can't think of we others, but, drinks. but I should go on a shirt, but, but no, but we, but you know, we, you know, 
we know we know that there are plenty of 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 oh uh who the hell fucking remember sean mcdonald remember that or or yeah. uh sean mcdonald was a wide receiver remember that the uh, he was josh who was who was the guy that we signed from the fucking jaguars when they cut him uh josh Scobie. josh Scobie. Josh Scobie. Josh but they were in a fourth they were round a, pick for that motherfucker. They were in a kicker battle, but but no, there was a wide receiver. There was a wide receiver we signed one time that was that was for name only. There's, there and been was so it many Joey Galloway? Galloway they signed. Galloway? Did yeah, we? yeah. There was like anything. he was done. Um, but but like like. Well, we signed Mike Vick. I mean, come on. Anyway, Mike yeah, Vick well, actually Mike, was, Mike was Vick actually, decent, though. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty good for the Steelers. Uh, he was okay. You know, re- real quickly. He was a dog. Patrick. Fuck, that, dickhead. Oh, wow. Wow. Mark. Steel dad. He had, he had that dog <laughs> in him. All right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, listen. Oh, March, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Patrick Peterson has a $3 million roster bonus. Yeah. No. Coming. <laughs> Okay, if he is still on the if he's still on the roster on no March way. 17, he gets three million. So th- that that's one of the reasons I'm like, yeah, so basically it's built into his contract that, you know, they, they've got to make a decision before that. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you guys. I think he's done. Yeah, I, 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 I love the guy. He's been a wonderful talent to watch in the NFL all these years and, and going back to his college days. But uh, it. I mean, if you can't see that he's reached his end by just watching him play defense right now, I don't know what to tell you. I, yeah, I, I mean, he, the dude's 33, got right. 34. Yeah. He's not it's, getting better. It's what no. we talked about when they signed him, when everyone on Twitter told me I was insane and that he was better than Cam Sutton. I'm like, what the fuck you've been watching? Yeah. No, this dude no. is not, he's old and he's not getting better. No. And, and Sutton, you know, Sutton wasn't great, but what he was was very steady, very steady and very versatile, yeah. very smart. He knew you know? where to be. You know, yeah. I, I so I, he he I, reminded me of Will Gay in that result, in very that, much so uh, in that regard, rather. And except that you know, Will Gay initially he had some rough years, but for a fifth round pick out of he, Louisville, Willie Gay uh, had a nice career. He he, he's nice one of my my favorite Steelers because of exactly what you said. Um, I, I remember when when way back when Matt and I were doing doing this podcast, and oh my god, we just roasted him endlessly. And he goes to Arizona, and he comes back, and he was sensational. Um, yeah, he he was just just the kind of guy we needed on that defense, and and he's the kind of guy you just love to see that happen to. Yeah, uh, keeps Steady fighting, Eddie, man. Yeah, yeah. No, it, you know it's like fucking look at Geno Smith. Yeah, yeah, that's a great example. The Seahawks, yeah, never gave up on himself. Just kept working, kept fighting, kept going at it. And now mm-hmm. he, I wouldn't say he's a great starter, right? You know, but he's probably. Let's call him the 16th or 17th best starter he's, in the NFL. He's mid. Better than KP8. That's dick. Oh, fucking hater. Wow. I'm just saying. Dick's thing Gino to Smith, say. Geno Smith is a respectable quarterback in the NFL. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the dude struggled for a long time yeah. and got it done and actually got the big contract initial at, at the end. I mean, right. Yeah. Mason Rudolph is next. <laughs> I, I think this next gets burner. back to what I what I always talk Scarf about. Believes too. Yeah, 
this is this is what I always talk about with cornerbacks, though. That corner is one of the few positions where, unless you can get a guy in like you know the top forty of the draft, which I know that's where we got JPJ, but unless you get a guy in the top forty, you're really better off signing free agents who have yeah. been in the league a while because yeah. it's it takes time even young corners that come in it takes them time to like obviously like sauce gardener aside because he's just awesome right. but like you know a lot of young guys it takes them time to acclimate to the nfl to learn all the little things that receivers do i mean receivers in the nfl are you know elite fakers at showing you one thing and doing something completely different right mm-hmm. And it that's very takes well put. Time very well put. That those veteran guys, even if they were kind of like mid as you know, young players on their rookie contracts, they can develop into pretty darn good players. I mean, we saw that with you know a couple guys that we've signed over time, and just other guys that have have signed contracts. Like you're better off going out and signing free agent corners that have been in the league and have experience than you are drafting them and trying to plug them in and play them. And and, and when you say been in the league, we're not talking about like a 33, 34 year old guy. We're, no, we're, no, no, no. Like, I'm talking yeah. like guys in there like 26, 27, 28. Um, and, and I'll throw out a name for, for people too. Since, since you asked the question, right. Yeah. About the trade deadline, Sean Murphy bunting, he was on, the Buccaneers team that won the Super Bowl. That's right. He's he's not real great, but he's probably better than like Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson. He's in Tennessee right now, who sucks. They're having a fire sale. Yep. He's got one. Yeah, year they're coming left. into Pittsburgh next Thursday. Yeah, he he's he's basically at the end of his contract. They signed him to like a stupid one year deal with like two void years on the end. But this is basically it'd basically be a one a, a you know six week rental. But yeah. he's got some experience, and he's only twenty six years old. So like, if you had something there, maybe you extend him. If not, say see yeah. you later. But the hard thing is with you know signing anyone in free agency or free agency now. You know, trading for someone, especially on the defense, like they got to learn what the calls are. They got to learn the playbook. They got to learn all that stuff it's a lot easier to sign like a tight end or a running back who's been sitting on their couch when it's like, all right, you, this play, you're going to run that way or this play you're blocking that guy or this play you're running this route. You know, you can kind of help those guys along when, when you're trying to signal out there on defense, it's a lot, there's a lot more to learn. And I think that's where Desmond King kind of struggled to pick things up. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's exactly what his downfall was. Um, it, it's hard playing corner. Mm-hmm. It's one of the toughest positions in the NFL to play. It um, is. many people say it, it's probably right behind uh, quarterback. Welcome back, Ben. Welcome to the show. That that was really uh, weird. Yeah. The, the thing that one. that since you you brought up um, Sauce Gardner, Daryl yeah. Stingley was actually taking one pick before him, mm-hmm. and doesn't seem to be doing quite as well. Cripe. I, where is he? I don't even know where he is. Uh, Houston. Is it Houston? Houston? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Houston, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it just, I mean, yeah. Uh, guys, the Jaguars. Sauce Gardner looked amazing coming out. I, it was just like, yeah. sure. And he's he's lived up to it. Um, yeah. Jaguars come in. Um, Jaguars. Trevor Lark, J- 
Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence got a big arm, moves pretty well in the pocket. Travis Etienne, good running back. They got some good receivers. Ridley, Christian Kirk, and his huge contract. Um, Evan Ingram, tight end. Um, you know, defense is, uh, eh, I mean, they get after it, but again, they're not great against the pass. And, and so, you know, uh, Scarps, you look like you've got a very strong point to make. Wrong. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is when you need to look into the numbers. Ooh. And their pass Scarps through... is going to give us some PFF stats now. Yeah. No, I'm not going to give you some <laughs> Don't you dare say that you, bullshit. I'm not going to give you some PFF stats. I'm going to say that <laughs> in their past three games, they've given up a lot of passing yards. But all of the teams have attempted at least 40 passes, and two of the teams have attempted 50 passes. Right. And so they're all behind. They're and they were all behind. Yeah. Yes. That's the so, thing. When you, when you when you are behind, you throw the ball often and you throw it Derek, long. Derek Carr threw the ball 55 times for 295 yards. Right. That's wow. terrible. And, really? And That's thir- it? And 13 of them, 13 of those completions were to Alvin Kamara um, for five yards. Yeah, a I'm pop. Um, but the point is, is that is that. Steelers Sunshine Twitter will look at George Pickens Hope comments and be like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kill this team when we haven't killed a team in thousands of years." It has been <laughs> thousands has been is a little for, bit, you know, a little for, hyperbole, forever. buddy. Hundreds. It has been for also twenty twenty. No. Things were going pretty well there for a while, and you Noah know, until until Wink Martindale came along and. Screwed he us. Just kept getting us another delay and another delay and another. Delay. He got an extra yeah. week basically to game plan for the Steelers. Well, and, no, and Noah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, the other the other piece to what you were saying there, Scarps, about those those five yard dump offs to Elvin Kamara, the Jaguars also tackle well. You know, Elvin Kamara is not exactly the easiest guy to get down, but they were holding him almost every single time. The, every time he caught the ball, tackle, tackle, tackle. You know, and and that's huge, especially against our guys who uh, Jalen Warren's going to give him a challenge. Najee, yeah, well, uh, we'll see. But I, I think that that needs to be mentioned too. Um, and Doug Peterson, I think Doug Peterson is what one and zero against uh, Mike Tomlin. Uh, right? Yeah, in Philly, know. Philly, yes, yeah. In Philly. Yeah. The other different team, I'll, though. I'll oh, stop. I'll stop talking after this for a little bit. <laughs> but but I'm a big history guy. I got a history specialization from Ohio University. Well, they but, have that there. That's lovely. Yeah, it is. It is. Isn't but, that where Mike Mitchell went to college too? It is. He's he's June 10th, 87. I'm June yeah. 11th, 87. Call God. Oh. Um. So <laughs> he was the... also very good at playing trail technique. <laughs> 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 this show just came full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Trailer technique. He couldn't tackle for shit either. So there we go. No, he could tackle. Uh, he just couldn't get to the fucking ball carrier. It was annoying as fuck. So or communicate uh, the coverages. Uh, Matt Canada Smith is now in the chat, or, <laughs> or is it, or is it actually Patrick Peterson? I don't really know. It's one of the two. Baby. Either way, um, 
He is going to have a gold jacket. For the shit he did before, he was He's absolutely going to have a gold jacket. I never jacket. said he wasn't good. Yeah. I said he was good five years ago. He's There's just a big difference. Have it in he was good a couple gold. years ago, but he's done now. You know, dude like Patrick done. Peterson. Patrick Peterson is like the band Kiss. If you saw them in the <laughs> 70s, if you saw them in the 70s, uh, yeah, you saw Prime Kiss. But if you saw them when the makeup came off, you know, the Lick It Up era, it just yes. wasn't good enough. You know, Vinnie <laughs> Vincent joined the band. It just it just wasn't it. So I saw them then. They weren't that bad. <laughs> yeah. So, Scarps has got a good point, though. It's easy. Yeah. If it is, and if it is somebody's burner account, thank you for thank you for joining us and listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I'm a big history guy. I think Matt's he, been yeah. in here before, actually. Matt, Matt's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> oh, Debbie Downers. This might be a troll. I kind of like this. I kind of like this. I kind of yeah, like this. Anyway. Matt's not, Matt's not a troll. I think you just. So let's you, get. Yeah. So getting back to the history you, lesson. You were hoping for a happy podcast, really? If you, uh, watch if you wanted before, a happy ending, you should have went to the Browns podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the Jacksonville Jaguars are the only team to beat the Steelers in the regular season and postseason in the same season. It's true. And they did it twice. Twice. In 2007. The Browns did it. The Browns did it. In, well, yeah. Not in 2020. Yeah. We yeah we split. Sorry. Yeah. To no, beat the, to beat the Steelers at at, at home at home. Didn't the Browns beat us at home and we no 17 they got and then no, was that in Cleveland? That was twenty twenty. We beat them at home. Okay, yeah. we beat them at home yes. and then they they yeah. beat us at their place to clinch the playoff wasn't, spot. Wasn't Landry yes. uh, the QB? Yeah, Landry was the yeah. QB. The yeah. Jaguars. Baker Mayfield ran that end around on thirty-two. Wires are the only team to beat the Steelers. In Pittsburgh, twice in the same season, in the regular season, posted right. did it twice, 2007, 2017. That's my history lesson for tonight. So, are you suggesting that if they beat us Sunday, that there's a chance they could come back and maybe beat us again in the postseason? So you're saying there's? I a highly doubt that because yeah, they're too. they're probably gonna they're more than likely gonna win the South, right. and that means we would have to win the North to even have that happen, right? And I. Don't see that ha- that happening. But, but maybe we'll go there and beat them there in Jackson Hole or whatever the hell that is. Jackson uh, shithole. Matt there Smith, reveal years. your true self. I think I think Matt's been on the show before. Matt has been on the show. Matt's Matt's good people. He he, he uh, has. You know, clearly he forgot that. I don't know if he's good people and, or not. I have no idea. Well, I mean, he, he could is. be just as big an asshole the rest as you three, but maybe <laughs> well, not. Maybe not. Could be a good guy, too. I have no idea. Matt, we appreciate you, brother. But we do appreciate Um, your interaction, Matt. I do want to get to uh, predictions before we get to Steelers. Casey. uh, What? It's only we're only an hour in. Really? You want to do this already? Can can we talk about the the Jags receivers a bit? Because, you know, they're pretty darn good. Um, And they have a pretty good quarterback, too. I don't know if you noticed that. He he can spin it. Yes, yes. But you know, I mean, I'm not making much of a bold statement or going out on a limb or taking a gamble here that Calvin Ridley's, you know, playing well and mm-hmm. they're playing him a lot on the outside. And, you know, Christian Kirk, they signed to a big deal last year uh, and, and he's still a threat. Obviously, Evan Ingram can, 
do some damage from the tight end spot. And right. let's not forget about Zay Jones out of the slot who did a lot last year when they didn't have Ridley. And now they do have Ridley. And like, I don't know. It just kind of, they have more receivers than we have corners that can match up with. And that's, yes, yes. They've got some speed. Yeah. Um, and that's always, yeah, we, we, too. you know, we, we need to count on, on the pass rush getting home this week in order to, to have an opportunity mm-hmm. to shut this offense down. Um, I'm not, if, if I'm Terrell Austin and I, I'm not, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to say, let's just shut down the run and dare them to throw because then they will. <laughs> And this is a team that can throw the ball, right? Right. Yeah. And I, I, their ability to to get ATN going too is is also worrisome to me. Yeah. So uh, Mark, the uh, way we stopped the run. So so Mark Travis ATN. Uh, what when was he drafted? Well, I I believe he was drafted the same year they drafted Trevor Lawrence. He was. That's correct. Uh, yeah. And and who was the pick right before the the Jags took Travis Etienne? Well, I uh, I, I believe it was a Steeler, mm-hmm. um, and it was somebody who uh, plays the same position. Play plays the same Where's position. Twenty two. Yeah. Wears twenty two and looks yeah. more like a pulling guard right now. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. Najee. Yeah. yeah. Najee. Um, Najee just he, Najee. If if you could convince him to stay between the tackles, okay, no, yes, that's that's a piece of it. But what he really needs to do before next season is drop some fucking weight. Yeah, well, yes, I'm talking about right now. Yeah, I, well, I, right I, now he could lose some weight between now and the end of the season. But well, yeah, but I I really believe that he he just he's trying to do too much stuff, and he yeah, just he's not a guy to, who can run outside. No, he's not gonna. This is not college football where he got away with that stuff and and it's not even his rookie year where he occasionally got away with it he 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 looks solid basically he's a power back and he can make guys miss yeah in the short area but he's not Mm -hmm. a guy who's running away from anybody no no it's just it's so drastically different when you watch him and then warren comes in gets a handoff and hits the hole and it's like holy crap it's drastically different watching him now for the steelers versus the way he played in college uh i'm yeah. sorry yeah he was he was no, i fa- agree faster is not the right word because he didn't he, you know he didn't really have a, a a big top gear when he was in college either right but he was quicker he could accelerate faster. He had a little burst. Right now, he got nothing. Do you think that's weight or coaching? It's no. It's it's weight. It's, he's the dude weighs two hundred forty five pounds. That, and Lev Bell said the same thing. His rookie year, he was yes. about two forty. Yes. And he's like, yeah, I get down to two twenty, then two sixteen, and I'm an all pro. Yeah. And that's what this guy needs to do. Well, I I'm with you, and and I. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I do and, wonder about the coaching. And, because, and you know, are they keeping I, him I, where he needs to be? Go ahead, Scarp. No, I, I mean this in the most respectful possible way. Like, when Le'Veon Bell got there, he was he was a little chubby. I'm, I'm being real. Oh, yeah. Like, like no, he was. He was it was and, no secret around and East Lansing. You could see, easily see, that he put in the work. He lost mm-hmm. weight. Mm-hmm. And 
the alternative to him was Eddie Lacy. And yep. Eddie Lacy, yep. bless his had heart, a good rookie year. He did. had a good Huge. rookie year, but after that, got a little chubby. And yep. they went in opposite directions. Right. Yep. No um, doubt about it. And I'm not going to say that Najee is chubby. He's in a he's in amazing shape for for a guy his size. But if you want to be that speed guy and you want to right. be that sort of that sort of gadget guy, you can't be 255. No, and I agree. and that's why. And I, I tweeted this earlier. Out of out of all the rookie undrafted guys last season, uh, Jalen Warren is. Ian, would you tweet? <laughs> Go ahead, keep stay your right, finish right. your point. Finish your point. I'm sorry. I should not post things in no, the chat good. while you're talking. You're good. Um for I don't fucking remember what I was gonna say. Anyway, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um yeah, I don't I don't remember anything now. You, you oh, said God. You said he's in amazing shape, and I really thought you were going to conclude that sentence with. No, I wasn't even trying to. I wasn't trying to be that. No, no, but but that's so. I tweeted this earlier. Uh, out of all the rookie undrafted guys from last year, Jalen Warren has the most scrimmage yards. The only guy that's even close, and he's right behind him, is the dude for the Saints, uh, Rashid Shahid. Shahid, the Mm -hmm. the wide receiver. So, like, the Steelers found a guy in Jalen Warren that is is the perfect compliment to yeah uh to to nausea and and honestly compliments the key word yeah Yeah. and 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 you know but 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 it's also a reminder to not invest first round running back draft picks yeah please we should have taken offensive line and and taken a running back later i mean how many times we got picked right before Najee harris because he's playing pretty damn good too. No, who's Christian Derisaw, the tackle from uh, yeah. Virginia Tech, who's playing pretty darn good for the Vikings right now. Yeah, yeah. the guy yeah. I wanted was Creed. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, I was like, I was willing to take. I was like, they should take him the first round. He's not going to be there, but then he was still there in the second. I was like, they got to take him now. They got to right. take him now. Creed Humphrey, take him now. No, Pat Fryermuth. Uh, why? What the fuck? Why? I I'm worried about Pat Fryermuth. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I Pat Fryermuth, and I said this before the season started. He does some things well. Right. He's a terrible blocker, and he's not that nifty as a receiver. It, you know, somebody it, will it, take him. Somebody will take him as a free agent next year. He's gone. And, if he was and, real dynamic as a receiver, I wouldn't even bring it up. But he he he's not. He's a bit of a disappointment, in my opinion. And I know that the Penn State homers will disagree with me. You know, Muth and all whatever, man. He's not, he's not Heath. It ain't ain't even even close. He can't block, man. It it ain't even close. And Heath, Heath was that guy, like when you needed it's third and nine, he's gonna get you eleven or twelve. And you know, every once in a while, he's just gonna barrel over a corner and get you thirty. And Fryermuth's not that guy. No, no, and I, and I—that's my concern. He's he's got a little concussion history. He's got dealing with a hamstring now. He's he's just and not... I I think somebody's going to take him next year and stick him into a system offense and and pay him pretty well. 
and he's going to do well once he leaves. Why? Well, um, yeah, but but not as not as a blocker. Don't get me wrong, but as a right. receiver until he gets injured. But until that happens, Steelers fans are going. See, they should have kept him. He's so well, Nah. Well, hindsight twenty twenty. Uh, okay, so we got a one o'clock kick on Sunday in the Steel City. Let's means go a seven thirty a.m. breakfast, right, Johnny? Uh, is Johnny still listening? I don't know. Anyway, let's start with Scarpino tonight. Steelers hosting the Jaguars. What do you got, Scarps? Um, I'm gonna check with Matt Smith. Matt, are you still on? Am I allowed to pick against the Steelers? Um, you do it every week. I mean, you do it every it week, for now. God's sakes. That is wrong. I picked them to beat the Texans, and look what happened. That's um, true. So I am – okay, this is a uh, – this is a – I think this is the best team the Steelers have played since the 49ers week one. Whoa. And, Whoa. Uh, the Texans were pretty good. Mm, not that good. I mean, I know they beat this team. The Texans actually beat this team by 20 for what it's worth. Right. But um 7:30 breakfast, Johnny, you ready? This is a uh this is a a really good team with a really good quarterback that's younger than Pickett that already has offense. 41 starts under his belt. Mm-hmm. Um and that absolutely has the Steelers number under Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say blowout, but I'm going to say this. If the Steelers suck for the first three quarters, this will be bad. So I have yeah. the Jaguars, Jaguars, and I have them 31 to 17. Oof. Oh, wow. Ben not Anderson, close. your prediction. Uh, I, I'm not going to be that brutal, but uh, I think I think this is a a superior offense to ours. Um, it's not a good defense. Doesn't mean it's terrible. It's just not right. good. Right. Um, and our our D needs to find a way to stop the run. They're they're 28th rush defense yards mm-hmm. per game. They're mm-hmm. 27th in yards per carry. They're the 30th overall in yards per game. Um, it's not it's not a good defense. I know you, you got some guys that are that are very talented, but the rest of the guys are just guys, and you got a defensive coordinator who isn't really calling good games. And the only thing that's keeping people from calling for his head is that the offensive coordinator is even fucking worse. So I know it's a home game. And that gives us, you know, three points. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm gonna say uh Jaguars. I'm I'm not a drunk burger, so I can't say it that way. Jaguars twenty-four, Steelers twenty-one. Whoa, a field goal game. All right, Ian, what do you got? Oh, me? Okay, well. Well, you're the only one left. <laughs> you could have gone. Yeah, no, uh, I always go left. I know you, Jen. They can shit the bed anytime they want. There are no rules. That's <laughs> <laughs> your story. All right. So here's what I'll say: uh, the 
the Steelers are really good, not just this year, but in years past, really the last three years. Johnny. When they hold their opponents basically under 23 points. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that so far this year, uh, the the Jags have scored over 23 points five times, and they're five and zero in those games. Uh, go figure. So they're they're kind of like the Steelers that if they score 23 plus, they win. If somebody holds them under 23, they probably lose. The problem is they've got a pretty good running back in Travis Etienne who can not only break tackles but can take it to the house at any time mm-hmm. and we don't really have the best tackling defense uh they've got a couple good receivers in Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, you know Zay Jones who we mentioned and Evan Ingram at tight end. Additionally, uh the weather is going to be like 65 and rainy. There's a yeah. 96% chance yep. of rain. rain. So 65 so it's gonna be warm yeah. and rainy yeah. warm warm and rainy we got a warm rain for this game which is a weird october weather for Pittsburgh. yeah but yeah so we've got a warm rain for this game uh which means it might be a little sloppy on heinz field or Akershire stadium or whatever it is now i guess heinz field is technically an aliquippa so uh <laughs> it's uh you know at Akershire stadium but i don't think that slows down the jaguars at all because We've seen the Steelers equipment department fail on multiple occasions <laughs> to actually get the right cleats on the guys for the, the turf and weather that they're playing on. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. So um yeah, so I'm gonna go and and unfortunately, like we've mentioned, the Jags pass defense is terrible, mm-hmm. but the run defense is actually pretty good. Yep. And we have an offense with a quarterback who's basically only good play is throwing a jump ball down the sideline to George Pickens. Last week in the fourth quarter, they finally looked like a real NFL offense and started using the middle of the field a little bit. A little bit. But nevertheless, I'm not real confident that our quarterback can go out and keep up with their quarterback, even though they've had very similar statistics over their first 20 career starts. Nevertheless, I'm going to go... Ryan, what'd you say? 3117? Yes. Okay. All right. I'll I'll go Jags 34, Oof. Steelers 13. Holy shnikes. That's a blowout. You, you guys are both predicting. Ian, what fucking happened to you, man? Wow. I, was, I was gonna I was gonna, I'm gonna say, say 3117. One, I was I really hoping the same score as you, so I had to go like a little more and a little less. Wow. I'm I'm just I'm really you guys are a couple of haters, and I was really hoping for a more sunshiny kind of a <laughs> yeah. podcast tonight, bastards. Well, I'll I'll uh, to counter uh, myself, like I'll the top it of off. Uh, I think uh, the Steelers will find a way to make it close, but it won't be enough. I got Jaguars 26, Steelers 20. Wires. Jaguars. Uh, And now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. From the grave. We all picked against the Steelers this week, didn't we? We did. We did. Wow. Hopefully, you know, I, I'm going to keep picking against them because every time I do, they fucking win. Yeah, that's kind so... of my theory, too. Uh, anyway, ladies little, and gentlemen, little superstition there. 
From the grave, he is the great American top 40 host for generations. His name is Casey Kasem. Oh, boy. And he is on now. Casey's Coast Coast, American top 40. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was October 26, 1987. Our favorite correspondent, Ryan, is once again back with us this week, and he writes... Dear Casey, I've got something on my mind that I need to share. And I'm not talking about the burning sensation when I pee. Casey, I'm so old, I remember when Steelers fans only cared about Steelers business. Now it's always, did you see the Ravens lost too? <laughs> Brock, Purdy is done, <laughs> Brock Purdy is not better than Kenny Pickett. Miles Garrett isn't good as TJ. And my response to all this noise is, who cares? But I get it. The Steelers have become nameless gray faces, and fans are finding any way to, they can to seek comfort. There's no question T.J. Watt is one of the best defensive players in the game, but that's literally all we've got. Overall, this just isn't a good football team. But hey, 13-4 and four is still a possibility. <laughs> Speaking of 1-3-4, the Steelers' offense is terrible in quarters 1-3, through three, but they've done well in the fourth quarter recently. I have to give credit to Dad Canada. That's right. I'm calling him Dad Canada because every time they show him in the booth, he looks like a dad that just might jump if the neighbor has a better looking lawn. <laughs> oh, that's right. We can't give credit to Dad Canada. All credit goes to Kenny Pickett. You see, Casey, when the Steelers suck for three quarters, it's Canada's fault. When they do well in the fourth quarter, it's all because of the Steelers' first-round pick of the 2022 NFL Draft. Casey, did you know that he played at the University of Pittsburgh for 10 seasons? <laughs> He'll be eligible for Social Security by 2027. Casey, I just knew this would happen. Canada doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt, but you, can, you, but you can't act like he isn't part of crunch time success. What we should be celebrating is that the unit overall looked like it knew what it was doing. Instead, we blame Dad Canada. For those listening, be careful what you wish for. You just know this team's going to get to 9-8, and eight, maybe 10-7, and seven, and the offense will be better than garbage, and Canada will come back. Casey, Fuck you. <laughs> Casey, if you recall my letters during last season, I said about midway through the year that Canada would be back, and it wasn't taken well. I had the hunch that'll be I had the hunch back then that he would be back, and I have it again. Oh God. You should have known better than to question me. <laughs> well, Ryan. Well, Ryan, you did say Canada would be back this year, and on behalf of all American top forty listeners, kindly take a hike. I swear to God, if Matt Canada is back next year, I will find you and I will kill you. But <laughs> But you're in for a treat this week. Up nine spots to number 17. Here's Richard Marks with Should Have Known Better. Oh, Richard <laughs> Marks. The great Richard Marks. Yes. Very, very good, Casey. Oh, well, we might as well call Ryan Quasimodo because he's got that hunchback. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. Dude. Good stuff. That was good, Ryan. Well done. Yeah. Very you good. You suck. Fuck 87. you. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, we're we're all on the Jags this week. 
So I, I'm sorry. I, Claude, I hope I you're feel. right. Yeah, I hope really Claude's do. right. I, I, I hope Freak's right. Uh, oh, did Freak I, pick the Steelers too? He's got yeah. them. Yeah, well, based on the weed that he bought called Wishful Thinking. Uh, oh. Smoke them if you got them, Freak. And uh, yeah. So anyway, thanks so much to everybody. We uh, always appreciate you guys being here with us. We we have no idea uh, why you don't have something better to do on your Thursday nights, but we're glad Shut you don't. Up. And uh, <laughs> anyway, we're signing off. Make sure you check out the website, steelcityblitz.com and check us out on our socials, of course, across the spectrum of platforms. And that includes TikTok. Uh, have a great night, everybody. And this has been the SCB Steelers Podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. Send hate mail to Steel Dad. Oh, dear. <laughs>